Versus Emotion Podcast, Organic Conversations with Creative Minds. Hello world and welcome back to Versus Emotion. I am Laura Lemy, founder of VIM, writer and producer of this space. We are all about organic conversations with creative minds. Uh, so today I am here with somebody really special, a DC-based vocalist and songwriter with a celestial voice. Uh, impressive lyrics, incredible soul, jazz, and 90s R&B influences. I like the way she talks about her music as a reimagined kind of folk music. So here she is, Cecily. Welcome to VIM. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here with you. I'm so happy you're here. And uh, We had a little conversation yesterday and I told you that I was so impressed when I found you online and I uh, have been playing your music since then non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's true. I'm, te- it. I'm telling you, it's totally true. And what did I tell you? I, I, I defined you. I, I define you for myself and then everybody else can decide whatever they want, but To me, you're mesmerizing. You have a mesmerizing <laughs> talent. And I'm not just talking about vo- vocal technique, which is amazing and, you know, all of that. But I'm talking about the way you were able to play the soul chords of my heart, the way I felt embraced by your music, the way I felt, you know, I could resonate to your lyrics. I could resonate to the music. I recognized the kind of soulful, real kind of music and notes, you know, the ones that stay with you. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. What I want to start with is, I know you're um, about to come out with your second EP, your album, but you started, I think it was 2020, with Awakening Part One, um, And that landed you a lot of like, significative recognition and awards and you know we're not here to talk about awards we don't care if we like somebody but you actually collected quite a few i can <laughs> see two in the back where you're sitting now as well yes i i do have them behind me i guess they're a little blurry now because my camera is, is focused on my face but yeah i well actually i have let's see one two three i have three albums out Oh, um, three. Okay. Yeah. Wow. One full album that came out in 2018. And then um, my first EP came out in 2015. And then I released Awakening Part One actually in 2019. Um, and this new album is coming out next year, early next year. That's the plan. And uh, yeah, I have gotten some good awards. A lot of them are from my local. Uh, community, which is really amazing. Uh, and I also got one that's like a national award called the Indie Soul Music Award. 
I got female vocalist of the year in uh, 2020. So that was really cool. Um, and that one's really pr- pretty as well. It's made of glass. I like it a lot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And also, you know, I, I couldn't avoid uh, reading uh, a little bit more about Clumsy, which is one of my favorite songs by you. Uh, we, we talked about that too. Um, and uh, that was actually a Whammy Award, right? In 2020. <laughs> Yeah, so in my area, I live in Washington, D.C., in the U.S., and uh, they have this award that they call the Whammy Award, which it stands for the Washington Area Music Awards. Oh, great. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I've, gotten, I've gotten three of those now, actually. So wow. um, Clumsy got, I think, Soul Song of the Year, uh, which was really, really cool. Yes, I saw that, and I was really pleased. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, I've been playing it nonstop. Um, So now that you are just about to come out with uh, Awakening Part 2, what has been happening in between? And also, if you can tell us a little bit, why Awakening? Why the name Awakening? Yeah, why the title? Yeah, so... Basically, I started reading some books about unconditional love, uh, mainly because I was about to get married. And <laughs> I, I really, you know, I just wanted to learn more about love. I started to realize that most of what I had learned about love, in addition to coming from family and socialization, a lot of it came from media. Like a lot of what we understand, especially romantic love to be, comes from movies and television and music. And that might be not the most reliable source of information (laughs) for what love should really be. And so I started reading all these books. Um, The first one called The Mastery of Love by this author named Don Miguel Ruiz. And then I read um, this book called, oh, why am I blinking? It's called, I think it's just called Love or, but it's by Thich Nhat Hanh. It's called How to Love. Thank you. He has a whole how-to uh-huh. series. I read How to Love and that was really beautiful. And then I dug deeper and I decided I wanted to read All About Love by Bell Hooks because it had been kind of on my short list of things to read for a long time. And in the process of reading these books, I realized, you know, if I'm going to give people messages about love through my music, I want them to be things that are enlightening to them. I don't want it to be preachy, but I want it to be, um, you know, enlightening in some way. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to make an album that tells the lessons I've learned from these three books. And once I started to try to do that, I realized one one project wasn't enough. It was going to have to be two. And so Awakening Part 1 uh, kind of dealt more with self-love and also romantic love. And I pulled a lot from the Thich Nhat Hanh book and the Don Miguel Ruiz book as well. And I decided that Awakening Part 2 would be all about would be all about all about love by bell hooks <laughs> and so she has a lot of different ways that she explores what unconditional love is and transformative love and what she calls a love ethic which i think is very much needed in our uh in our psyches and in our kind of collective consciousness today 
And it really just has to do with if we decided that we were going to ground ourselves in unconditional love, then what would our society look like? What would our world look like? And how could it transform so many aspects of our existence from our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our romantic partners, with our families, with our children, with our uh, environment, you know, with Mother Nature, and uh, and also with spirit, you know, with, with God. And she talks about angels and, you know, so... I decided I wanted to make an album about that. And so each song kind of touches on either one or two elements of that, of different chapters in the book. And so the first single, um, well, actually, it's the second single, to be fair. I put out a song in 2020 called Spirit Tell Me. That technically is the first single from the album because that is on the album. And that kind of touches on the chapter where she talks about divine love or, you know, our connection to God and to spirit. And then I Am Love is technically the second single. And so it is, um, this song started off as a poem. <laughs> See, it started off I, as a I, poem. I, I yeah. knew there was something about that. I was going to get to that actually with verses. Yeah coming to mind when I listen to your songs and mm. I love what you said about um, the fact that you really wanted to almost scientifically study what unconditional love really is supposed to be because there is a difference between fairy tale and mm. real unconditional love because unconditional mm. love is actually real and very tangible people mm. think it's just something that you go and find spiritually yes that's true but it's also very tangible and uh, and bell hooks says that in her book because she talks a lot about care affection recognition respect commitment trust being honest with yourself first and then that's the only way to have an open communication with somebody else so right. this is real and you know yeah. i i love the way you actually transposed in most of your songs this you know kind of idealistic idea of the unconditional love that actually is really real you know and should yeah. be and and it's not like fairy tales in movies or rom-com or anything like that you know it, it's about everyday life everyday mm. life keeps you between the 3d and the 5d now it's about 60 i think they say so i really love that and um you were saying in one of these songs that started as a poem, what happened? Mm -hmm. So the song I Am Love started as a poem, and it was just kind of a cute little poem I wrote for myself. You know, I said, the first thing I wrote was actually, um, if green be the color of the heart, talking about the heart chakra, yes. and if rose be the color of love, as in like a rose quartz, you know, being attracting yes. love. So if green be the color of the heart and rose be the color of love, then let me be a spring branch glistening in the rising sun, because I am love. So I wanted to just pull a lot of imagery. Um, and then, so I started off with just that little poem. And when I was going back through some of my ideas and, you know, I was trying to pull concepts for the Bell Hooks Project Awakening Part 2, I realized that this poem really connected to a lot of things she said in the text. She talks specifically about the power of affirmations and how transformative they were in her own personal life. And I am love is such a powerful affirmation. And it's one, I, affirmations are a really key practice of my 
um, self-love practice and of my grounding, like daily practices. And it's something I started doing back in maybe 2013 or 2014. So it's been like 10 years now that I've really been working with affirmations. And there was a period of time where every one of my journal entries ended with, I am love, I am love. I would write it over and over again, just trying to ground into that self-love practice. And so, you know, that that kind of just ended up in this in the poem, you know, I am love, uh, because it was something that I was working with all the time. And so when I heard her talk about, you know, the power of affirmations, I really uh, connected with that because it, it had such a transformative effect on my mind and my spirit and my reality as well. And she also has this part in the book where she talks about the power of simple living. So she says, um, living simply makes loving simple. And I thought that, that I just thought that was so powerful because I think, you know, in our modern day society, we are constantly bombarding ourselves with information and tasks and to-do lists and we kind of almost disassociate from life a lot of the times just to make it through. And I think that that concept of and this is something that Thich Nhat Han and you know, also a concept that's really um that really comes up a lot in Buddhist practices, you know, living simply and just being present in your, in the simple actions you do every day. And so I kind of took that concept as well and threw that into, um, like what ended up being the first verse of the song where I talk about, you know, just like the simple pleasure of, uh, eating a peach, <laughs> You know, or like feeling the sun on your face in August, you know, or just those little things that remind you like these simple pleasures of life really make life feel worth living. Um, and so many times we think it's about the grand things or the big moments or the huge accomplishments. But if we can really kind of drill down into these tiny little simple moments and be fully present in them, then it really makes life so much more of a beautiful experience and we're able to connect with that, uh, um, how should I say it, that universal that, love. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'll tell you what my love. favorite simple moment is. When mm. I am actually um, preparing focaccia with my hands, I'm knitting dough, like focaccia dough, mm. and I'm looking at the garden outside mm. and I am listening to music. That's mm. my simple moment of relaxation. And then when I, I play in that. the oven and that smell comes and everybody's happy because they can smell it and they, the anticipation of eating together. And, mm. you know, that that's really a big simple moment for me. Mm. Or walking, you know, just yeah. uh, on the sea, on the seashore, mm. seaside promenades. That's my other big thing. What's yours? Ah, I'm definitely an ocean-loving girl as well. So anytime I can be by the ocean and just watch the sunset or watch the sunrise, it's always like, ah, just perfection. But I don't actually live near the ocean. So for me, the more everyday simple pleasures would be, um, I do love eating fruit. So when you get it, like, especially in the summertime when the fruit is really fresh, like eating like a... I put a peach in the song, like, as a reference, because that's actually my favorite fruit. I, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just eating peaches or eating watermelon, like, summertime watermelon, I just so... It's very... Um, 
satisfying. I love that. And then also, I I wash my face with a like warm uh, face towel every day. And I, lo- I really love that feeling of just putting like a warm face towel on your face and just taking a deep breath. It's just so nice. <laughs> yes, it is. So yeah, those simple things. Oh yeah, so many little moments, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you're lucky enough, you know, that you can, uh, you're blessed when you can have them because, you know, whatever is going on or is going around, around the world is, is not uh, really easy at the moment. So mm-hmm. we should really, you know, feel ourselves really consider ourselves blessed that we can still have these simple moments yeah. uh, at this time so uh we talked about this grounding effect of unconditional love that you also talk about really uh deeply you know in your lyrics i really like something else i read about you uh when you mentioned that vulnerability is a strength mm. and you celebrate that I totally agree with you. Um, you know, world, the world now teaches us to be either fake or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretend to be kind and nice and all spiritual or aggressive and, you know, winning at any cost, competitive, um, always, you know, looking like you've got it all together, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you keep it all together at all times. But actually being vulnerable is such a strong um, aspect of somebody's character. Mm. When did you find that it was um, that way for you too? And what? tell us a little bit more about how vulnerability as a strength comes through your lyrics. You know, I think that I've kind of always felt that way. Um, but I, I think that releasing music into the world has made that even clearer for me that vulnerability is a strength because literally by putting my stories on display in music you know it's not just the uh it's not it's not just the lessons I'm putting into the music it's my own personal experiences and doing that is very vulnerable (laughs) totally Totally, totally with you. There's even one song on the album, the new album that will be out in, um, I'm planning to release it in in March, early March of 2024. But there's even one song on the album when I wrote it, I said to myself, okay, I wrote that. Thank God I needed to write that, but now it's done and I never have to look at it again. Nobody will ever hear it. And then after maybe (laughs) a year away from it, I was finally like, you know what? Maybe other people do need to hear this, but it's a very, very personal thing. But I think, you know, I've, I've literally been told by some of my um, my listeners. I mean, they're fans, but I think, you know, it's deeper than that because they're not fanatics. They're just people who listen and understand and feel seen, you know. Um, I've literally been told by some of my listeners that, you know, my music has helped them get through... Um, you know, thoughts of suicide, help them get through the death of a family member, help them get through a divorce, help them get through their PhD program, you know, (laughs) help them get through their pregnancy, all of these things. And um, just to know like, wow, just me being really, really honest and vulnerable about my own experiences and 
sharing them, um, hopefully from a place of, you know, this is the emotion I felt and I, I know that it's possible to, to move through it. Um, I think that's I to- the most I important totally thing. Feel, yeah, yeah, I totally feel that you had no filters. I yeah. can feel that. When I listen to your music, I feel that you have no filters. But, you know, as you said, the real listeners, the ones that really truly understand and connect with you are the ones that are vulnerable themselves and that can recognize mm. that because vulnerability recognizes vulnerability and recognizes mm-hmm. strength. So... Yes, I totally agree with you. And I can feel that it comes through really um, clearly through your lyrics and through your music. Thank and you. actually the fact that, that, that the music that you are able to produce and share is also very soothing. I, I told you, I felt like an embrace almost. I felt embraced by those notes, by your voice, by the music, by the whole kind of and, and, you, and you have this uh, beautiful aura really peaceful really calm you know uh, but very active I can see your brain ticking very fast <laughs> but, but, I, but, I also, but I also have this feeling of total calm with you which is uh, rare oh thank you I appreciate that <laughs> wow that's true that's absolutely true um, I want to talk a little bit about what is for you the experience of performing live? Mm. Am I, 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 you know, I always ask this question because I, I feel like for artists in any genre, really, you know, even if they do like spoken uh, poetry or spoken word or the, the relationship, the moment, the energy with a live audience is a totally different kind of atmosphere and situation. So, how does that happen for you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was actually about to mention that as well when we were talking about vulnerability because one of the things when people ask me, you know, what do you want your audience to feel when you're on stage? I want them to feel vulnerable. I want them to feel like really yeah. in touch with the moment. Um, and one thing I know about performing is that you know, of course, the notes are important. Of course, the band being tight is important. Like, all the technical things are important. But what I always tell my voice students, because I, I teach voice as well, is if you feel it, the audience is going to feel it too. Right? Absolutely. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even matter if you hit a wrong note, if you run out of breath. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in it all the way, the audience is in it all the way. Um, and so that's what I really love about performance is that genuine connection that you make and that people make to you just by you being present there with them, right? Because I think we all desire as, uh, as individuals to find a way to go into a flow state, right? And performing does that for me. Um, and it's, it's one of very few things I, I feel like do, does that for me. And so honestly in 2020 and 2021, where I was barely performing, it was, uh, it was really difficult. I actually found myself kind of like mourning the experience of Mm -hmm. being on stage and connecting with people because it just brings me such a heightened sense of my own power and joy 
as well because um, I, I, I like to put a lot of joy in my music. And even though some of my songs, I have a few sad songs here and there, I honestly, I perform those occasionally, but I like to perform the ones that make me feel good. <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah. it's, 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 as you said, if you feel it, then they'll feel it too, right? We will feel it too as an audience. So, mm-hmm. um that that's that's being vulnerable as, as you said because that's you know you you must feel and you know all the emotions of the lyrics and the music you composed yourself it must be linked to memories to situations to moments and you know i'm sure that it happens to your audience as well maybe mm-hmm. for different reasons you know it doesn't mm-hmm. have to mean the same thing to anyone uh, it, 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 it's it's a different kind of experience every time and mm-hmm. i think experience is 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 the energy kind of exchange you know the exchange mm-hmm. of the energy between you and the audience because it mm-hmm. becomes a dialogue even yeah. if you're the one performing it becomes almost a dialogue you know you 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 see the way they respond and if it's not dialogue in words but it's a dialogue in emotion kind of mm-hmm. emo- emotional waves um so i know you're going to perform live soon on the 11th of november tell us a little bit more about that yeah so that's a show that i'm i'm doing with another artist who's from nashville actually named alana royale Um, who's also definitely like a soul and funk-oriented artist. And she asked me if I could share the bill with her for, um, this is her first show in D.C., so I'm excited about that. I'm going to have kind of a stripped-down ensemble. It's just going to be me, my guitarist, and my background singer. Um, but you know what I love about that the most is in those kind of more stripped down performances, people hear the lyrics even better. Uh, and I feel like it also gives me a little bit more freedom to play around vocally because there's more space. And I really love that too. So yeah, November 11th at this venue in, in Washington, D.C. called The Pie Shop, which is literally above a pie shop. So you can get pie while you're there too, which is awesome. That's always good. <laughs> so, you know, pie, soul music, it goes together really well. <laughs> really a comfort experience, right? Mm. Comfort food, amazing music. Mm-hmm. As I said, embracing you like the way I feel every time I listen to yours. <laughs> um, what, what is uh, happening in spring when your album comes out? Any plans? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, actually, is uh, all of that. But basically, I, I'm planning to release the album the week of my birthday. So my birthday is March 4th. Um, so I'm going to release the album that week, that Friday, which I think is the 8th, I want to say. I have to look at the calendar. But yeah, I think me it's too, sorry. I'm very, very bad with calendar days. Unless I have it in front of me, I don't yeah. even know what number of day it is today. I just know it's today. I'm with you it's here today. and I'm recording versus emotion. Right, exactly. But yeah, so I think it's going to come out. Not, not I think. It's going to come out that week. And uh, then I'm planning a, a tour in... Uh, April and May of next year. So Amazing. I'm in the process of, of 
of trying to book those dates. So if you live somewhere and you want me to come, let me know. I want to come to you too. Let me know your yes, favorite venues. We want, let me know. we want you to cross this border yeah. and come over to London and come over you know, here. I'm really trying to. I really am trying to. I tried to book some things in, in Europe last year. It was a little tricky because it was still kind of soon after you know pandemic lockdowns yes. and things and so mm -hmm. people just booked up from rescheduled dates and so it didn't it didn't come to fruition but i'm on it for next year it's gonna happen it's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah and so uh, i'm excited about that you know today i actually had a little of a giggle when i um i saw your post about the different kind of names <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's right she needs to clear that off because um your stage name is cecily of course and then, you know guys go and check a cecily alexa page and <laughs> you you're going to really have an amazing experience of music comforting braces and notes and uh, also very much you know kind of grounded right philosophy about life mm. and love mm. and everything that goes around it and I loved your post today when you said I've got three different things <laughs> but <laughs> what is my stage name that was funny uh I think it's Cecily Alexa right your Instagram yes yes exactly so my Access. my yeah my stage name is my first name it's my name Cecily yes. um and so if you want to find my music online that's where just look up the one word Cecily and then on Instagram and on TikTok and I'm not really on Twitter anymore but if you want to follow me anyway you can <laughs> it's a Cecily Alexa so my first and my middle name together yes uh, yeah that's what i saw when i when i was around today and i, th and I thought you know she's not it right she needs to clear that up <laughs> i know and you know what's funny is i kind of if i had if i could go back to when i first put music out which was literally like 11 years ago i would probably choose cecily alexa as my stage name because it would just be more distinct because there's now at least one other artist named cecily who's also very popular so it gets really confusing <laughs> oh really i didn't even know that i know she's a she's okay. a contemporary christian artist it's a beautiful voice and so people always messaging me saying oh i love this song and i was like i'm sorry that's not my song but go tell her that <laughs> i'm sure she'd love to hear it <laughs> maybe she gets it the other way around i don't know but yeah, maybe yeah, so. you help each other you know <laughs> hopefully sometimes sometimes it's just a question of uh meeting up in in the web somehow and you know help each other you know how many collaborations uh, i started this versus emotion uh cultural let's call it cultural movement group uh back in 2007 so even before social media and we were doing like um meetings um actually meetings in person to see because mm -hmm. you know th there are over like 20,000 artists that are part of our groups on linkedin on versus emotion uh facebook on instagram and it was amazing to see that, that there is a huge amount of talent that actually wants to help talent mm. so it, it was a great surprise and it was really beautiful to see and that's what gave me the you know the courage and actually the vulnerability and the strength to continue 
because mm-hmm. there's a lot of me in it as well because I write poetry as well and I do a lot of photography so I, my bare soul is out there too mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk now a little bit about collaborations because you know I've introduced it with a little bit of my own experience what's your experience with collaborations I saw on your amazing curriculum that you have worked with great artists and you're also featured vocalist on some projects jazz projects with Jose James and you know tell us a little bit about that and how when when do you really find that it is a true collaboration well you know my whole creative process is is fundamentally based on collaboration um i can play keyboard like a tiny bit but not enough to really express myself the way that I would want to. And so all of my songs are co-written with someone else typically. Um like I am love for instance was co-written with a friend of mine who's originally from Vermont but who I met when he lived in Richmond, Virginia. He's now in LA. I miss him. He's all the way on the West Coast, but Jacob Ungerleider is his name. One of my very 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 favorite uh pianists that I've ever worked with. And you know, I came to him and I said, "Hey, I have a little poem I wrote and it has a little melody. Here's how it goes." And that's how I am love came about. You know, he started playing some things and I was like, "Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that too." And we started building it. So, you know, it's a it's a very we're talking about vulnerability. Collaboration is a very vulnerable experience, especially when you're creating something new. And so it's taken me time to just build up the courage to start to work with new people to just reach out and be like, "Hey, do you want to try to write together?" Because you never know what's going to ha- you never know, you know, how it's going to come together, but it um it's such a central part of my experience as an artist is the collaborative part of it. And I want to give a shout out to um a good friend of mine named Drew Kid who I also co-wrote Clumsy uh who everybody loves that my song favorite. right yes uh <laughs> but he you know I, well, I was wait my this. favorite so far because your okay. album your new album is not out yet and I am True. love is amazing no you were just telling us about uh the collaboration with Drew and how you know you really wanted to collaborate with someone that could help you to make to make this new album cohesive right because it needs to be a cohesive experience for the listeners and uh so shout out to Drew I'm sure you did an amazing job together I I am love is a testimonial of that already so <laughs> I, I I'm I'm really looking forward to it and uh, uh I just want to wanted to ask you do you have like something in particular that I didn't ask you and you would have mm. loved me to ask you about your music or your new projects I don't think so. I think I kind of like touched on the important things, kind of the philosophy behind the songs and the collaborators and yeah, I I think I think we touched on the the, the crucial elements. <laughs> yes, I think we we did. And uh, you know, it is I cannot believe that um we almost had an hour. No, we had an hour conversation and uh, it's incredible that It, it felt like five minutes to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see, when uh, when actually the conversation flows so uh, 
you know, so easy. That's a very good sign, isn't it?、Mm -hmm. Definitely, it's, it, yeah. It's it's not easy to have this kind of flowy, kind of good conversations all the time.、Um, so, where can we find you online? We said at Cecily Alexa. That's on Instagram and all the other social media channels.、Um, do you have a website you want to tell us about? I do have a website. I'm currently in the process of updating my website, which you can hop on there. <laughs> oh, it's, cool!、Uh, it's cecilymusic.com. Very simple. Okay. And、um, let's see, is there anything else? I'm primarily on Instagram and TikTok, and so those are the places you can you can find me online. How did you find TikTok? How do I find it? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a different experience. You know what I, I like about it is that. It's you're always being introduced to new people. That's so、um, true. It's、yes. not really dependent upon just、uh -huh. followers. You're constantly kind of meeting new people, and、um, I like that about TikTok. I still haven't found a way. I feel like to really be myself as much on TikTok, and I think that's just because I don't know how to use it very well. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's, really, <laughs> it's my fault. It's not TikTok's fault. <laughs> no, no, it's not about the platform. It's about—I don't know. I feel a little bit confused on <laughs> TikTok sometimes.、Mm -hmm. um, basically, maybe because I'm old. I don't know. But I—I I, I just see a lot of you know teenagers around my house and people that I know that actually feel really comfortable there. I it gets me a little bit off. Like I got a little bit confused about it. It's almost、mm -hmm. like. I would like to see、uh, a chaotic structure of the organization of of the posts in a way. You know,、um, I say chaotic structure because it's another podcast that I, I we actually have here at Versus Emotion for、mm. um, writers and、uh, particularly authors, writers and poets. We launched the、oh, first、beautiful. episode. Yeah, we launched the first episode last week.、Um, awesome. Yeah. So, but.、Um, Cecily, I am telling you now that I believe the next year, sometime you're gonna call me and tell me that you're coming to London. Definitely, I I want that to happen. I'm working with a radio promoter in London, so I can try to build some more, you know, brand recognition and buzz in in um in the UK because I definitely want to. I、yes, come. I'm, I'm waiting for the <laughs> phone call from Cecily telling me, "Oh, Laura, I'm coming to London.、Uh, I'll be there first row for sure. I'll、I、be in my, in my my huge mantle of vulnerability in front of you,、oh. <laughs> singing all your songs. <laughs> I can't wait. Same here. Can't wait.、Um, thank you so much. It was such an amazing soul promenade.、Um, With you, and、uh, I wish you all the best.、Uh, you know how much I appreciate you and your talent. You know how grateful I am that you decided to grace us with your presence here at Versus Emotions. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate your time and for having me. Definitely. See you soon. We'll do a part two, and then when you're here live, we'll do a live one. Oh, that will be beautiful. I can't、oh. wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Versus Emotion Podcast: Organic Conversations with Creative Minds.